Good morning, LinkedIn community, energy industry, and more to another exciting and riveting episode of Coffee with Jim and James. Okay, when I think of Tallahassee, Florida, settled 500 years ago, became a city, I think next year is going to be the 200-year anniversary of it. It's nestled in the mountains of Florida. Now, okay, albeit elevation 200 feet in Florida, that's mountains for us. James, I'm going to need you to help me to get a little bit more into this subject. So let's bring in uh, our co-host, my brother, my yin and yang, him, the one and only Mr. James Cross. James, how are you this fine and beautiful day? Good morning, Jim. I'm doing great. Uh, excited for today. So we're going to have to find a new word for excited. We're going to hit the, the source this weekend and try to find a new word for exciting because I feel like we overuse it. But today I am pumped to have Stephen Mayfield from the city of Tallahassee joining us. And Stephen has been a, a longtime client of EWM, but that's not why we have him here today. Uh, Stephen, good morning and welcome to the show. And if you don't mind, would you give everybody just a quick rundown of, of your title and what you do there at uh, city of Tallahassee? Sure. Um, I am the manager, AGM, of the gas utility, and I've been with the city about 21 years, and I took over managing the gas utility in 2008, so I've been doing that for about 12 years. It's a great place to work. One of the funny things is when I came to the gas utility, I came out of the manufacturing business, and I thought I was going to just do a stop off. I had a job offer in Chattanooga, had a job offer in Atlanta because I had worked for Shaw Industries for quite a few years and I was gonna stay in the manufacturing area, but my wife was not ready to move yet. So she actually sent an application in for me to the city of Tallahassee and she asked if she could and I said, sure. So I got a phone call one day and it was like the city of, the city of Tallahassee gas utility, we wanted you to come in for an interview. I said, who? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I don't even understand, you know, oh, and then, I, then it you know, kind of hit me, okay, yeah. Okay, I'll come in. And I walked in, talked about five minutes to the boss. He slid a sheet over and, and um, offered me a job on the spot. I accepted it and I thought, ah, I'll stay here a year or so until I can talk my wife into moving to one of these other areas. 21 years later, I'm here and I love the gas industry. That's awesome. That's, that's fantastic. Let's, let's dive a little bit deeper, Stephen, into that. So City of Tallahassee for our viewers is the state capital of Florida. And um, you want to talk a little bit about your gas grid and the amount of customers that you all serve in that area? We have um, a little over 34,000 customers and we're growing at about 1,000 customers a year. Hmm. And, you know, we've really been doing well through this pandemic time. I mean, and I think a lot of that, a lot of our people we've got lately are conversions people that were all electric or maybe some other fuel source and they're converting natural gas. I think they're sitting at home so much and they're thinking, you know, I really want to get a gas stove. I've been cooking more and I like to cook on a gas stove Amen. or, you know, tankless water heaters. I've heard a lot about those and I really like those. I want to get some other fire, you know, beautification issues, things out there. And we've actually gotten several people getting gas lights at their houses. I think there's just a lot of people that are wanting to remodel and make their houses look better. Yeah. yeah. I love you know, a good, I love, Stephen, I love an old school gas light. You know, I yeah. had one growing up and every time I see one of those feels like a win. Um, Stephen, you guys are 
super active in APGA yourself being on the board and and I know you've been involved with a lot of you know the committees and stuff within APGA um, and the APGA has a program for those that may not really understand it called the SOAR program and Stephen, I'll let you go into detail on that, but really it's about operational excellence, right? And when in the area, at least of public natural gas systems. Can you give us your thoughts on that APGA SOAR program coupled you know, with industry initiatives like PSMS and how you think that can help really all of us improve? Sure. Um, I believe APGA and the industry as a whole, the, the best thing about the gas industry is e even though we may be competitors in a slight scale, realistically, we all want to work together and we all want to improve the industry. And APGA developed the SOAR program and it stands for System Operation, Operational Achievement Recognition. And it's a way to recognize organizations who go above and beyond and improve in the areas of system integrity, system improvement, employee safety, and workforce development. And I view it as really a continual improvement mechanism. And the best thing about it is you get to see what other companies feel like their best things they do are, how they achieve excellence in different areas, and they share this. They're open and they allow others to see it so we can all improve and, you know, if, you, if your gold, silver, bronze level is not important because if you're involved, then you can pick and choose things that to help your system get better and better and better. And that's what I've used it for, for I guess it's been around for about seven years. And for seven years, I've been involved with it. And every year it comes through, my system changes a little bit. And the program changes too, because if, if you watch the gas industry in the last decade, it's just constantly changing. New regulations are coming. Um, if I remember, it was about 15 years ago, they were talking about natural gas is about to go away. Prices are going out the roof. Yep. And you, so efficiency of appliances kept getting better and better and better. And I found, you know, one of the funny things we talked earlier about 34,000 customers. I have 34,000 customers, but I have less load than I had a few years back. Because appliance efficiency is improving, improving, improving. So as my customer growth increases, my load is not increasing to the same amount. But I believe I view SOAR as a continual improvement mechanism. And we apply to show what we've done. And we've done well. We've, we've been maintained the gold status. And this year, we had the most systems. I don't remember the exact number. We had the most systems obtain gold. And that just shows how everybody's using this program correctly because systems that were bronze in the past, silver, silver in the past, they've joined in on webinars, best practice webinars that the industries put together. And they've incorporated some of the best practices of other systems into theirs and they've improved. And you, know, you talk about pipeline safety management system, that is sort of a new wave. It's yep. been around for a while. I believe the liquid manufacturing company or the liquid transportation company is a little ahead of us on that. I believe they were hit first. Yep. Uh, I started hearing about it about two or three years ago. Wasn't really sure what it was, but it's really picked up some steam in the last year. And it's another way for us to share information. 
I was thinking about this and, and one of the things I always remember is imitation is the highest form of flattery. Sure. And I think I feel good whenever I see a system incorporate something that I've done. And I hope others feel the same way too, because it means they think what I'm doing is good. Yeah. Steven, I, I'm going to tell you, I, you know, beforehand, I, I have to say you have a reputation in the industry, just so you know. That could um, be good or bad. Well, it, it could be, you know. So, so do you, Jim. Uh, yeah, that we're not going to talk about that. Uh, Amy, we're going to cut that out. Just kidding. Just kidding. But uh, Stephen, no, people view you when we talk about your name, leader, mentor, wanting the best for the industry, wanting the best for, you know, everybody, constituents, the whole bit, homeowners. And I want you to know you have a, a great name in the industry. And, you know, I, I have a question here. We're both Floridians and we live in Hurricane Alley. And it, you know, it's all around us. It's a way of life. Just like blizzards are up north, we have hurricanes here. Can you go into some insight about, again, all the things that you just kind of hit on about sharing those best practices, mutual aid, you know, helping others to learn a better way, you know, taking down those walls where it's not us against them, but we are in it as an industry. Uh, thoughts, insight? comments on that? Sure. As, as I was talking to you before, before we got started, if you hear some lightning, you hear some heavy rain come through, we're catching some of the outer bands of Zeta right now. And I tell you one thing, my heart goes out to Louisiana because this yeah. has been a hard year for them. I haven't, I don't remember seeing as many hurricanes hit one area this goes back to like Florida probably experienced 2004, 2005. Yep. I mean, we had hurricane after hurricane after hurricane hit us. Yep. But yes, and this is, comes down to, we're talking about sharing best practices and continual improvement. The industry is great. When I first took over the gas utility here and at that time was kind of getting concerned on the hurricanes, what do we need to do? I reached out to some of my fellow systems in Florida you know, specifically Pensacola and Okaloosa. They're both right on the water. So, you know, and there, Cassie is situated in a pretty good spot. It's a little difficult for us to get hit hard, even though we did a couple of years ago with Michael, yeah. because just the way it, coming up the coast, it'll get beat down. It, it has to make that perfect track, which Michael did, to get us. But they, those two are really experts. They experience a lot of hurricanes. They know how to handle it. They've dealt with it. So I reached out to them and they provided me some great insight. Some of the things are make sure you have, make sure that your team members have taken care of their families. Mm -hmm. So they're not worried about them anymore. They need to get them gone out of the area. Make sure they do that because everybody's worried about their family. Yeah. So get that, get that part cleared away first. Make sure you have food. One of the things we do here, because we are also teamed up with our electric utility, which every issue they have some, they have issues, is we have somebody come on site and they have a self-contained uh, cooking facility. And that's critical. You got to have food. And if, if it stretches out for several days, it could be really bad if you're not able to feed the employees with good food. So we have them lined up and they're on site with us and stay through the whole storm before, during, and after. And we're lucky in the gas utility. 
you know, 99% of our stuff's underground. So about the only issues we have on our underground infrastructure, if, if trees fall down and pull lines out of the ground. So you need to make sure your valves are properly maintained and accessible so you could shut off and isolate the areas that you need to handle. And one thing we do in Tallahassee annually, and we generally do it in uh, January, February, is our biz, biz, biggest exposure is probably due to our gate stations and regulating stations. So what we want to do is we want to make sure trees and other facilities won't fall on those. So we take an arborist with us and we'll go look around and get their recommendation on this tree needs to come down. We need to trim the limbs off of this tree because Tallahassee loves its trees. <laughs> and if we were just to go trim without having an arborist no. offering the recommendations, we would have some citizens up in arms. No, so he'll say, you know, everything that we do helps protect the trees and make the trees stronger. And other than that, we need to be ready and we need to be able to help and get things going. And realistically, we probably help the other utilities more than we need help. We've, mutual aid is very important. And we're, we have mutual aid in Florida. And mutual aid, you know, APJ also has a great program where they have it throughout the nation. And we've not, we've been fortunate that we've not had to call in mutual aid, but systems, every time a storm comes into my area, they reach out to me and say, hey, do you need any help? The okay. investor owns and the municipals, we're all, we all work together. And I reach out and call others to see if they need help. And when Michael came through, we were okay, we didn't need help. But some other small systems, Chattahoochee, which is in municipal, and St. Joe Natural Gas, which is a uh, privately owned gas company, they both needed help. So we sent people over there to help them get their systems up and going. It's a great, yeah. it's a great team effort. Yeah, it sounds very proactive, Stephen. Um, let's dive, this really last big question here. Let's, let's dive a little deeper, really, and <clears throat> and how connected and involved in the industry. You talked about APGA earlier and, and how active you're involved personally and, and Tallahassee as a whole. Um, we know you well from, from your involvement with FINGA uh, and ours as well. I think you guys operate very similar from what, from what we heard. Just sitting at the table sometimes nice to, to be able to draw from those things. So what are your thoughts on staying connected and what, what advice could you give folks maybe in your shoes or others that maybe aren't as active uh, and how that can really drive or help drive your continuous improvement model? Well, when I think of involvement, it reminds me, takes me back to engineering school. I went to Florida State, got a mechanical engineering degree. Actually, before that, I was a math major, so I do love, I love the rigor it goes through. But one, I believe one of the tools they taught you and in school was we basically had two kinds, two sets of students. You had those that worked in study teams and they would get together and study, do homework, study for tests together. And then you had those that did it all on their own. Well, most of them that worked together, they had higher grades than those that worked alone. And also they had a little more free time because you can, get, you can get bogged down and stuck on something for a long time. And if you can't get past it, 
Well, if you can ask someone else, hey, how do y'all handle, what do you do in this situation? And then they just kind of give you this little tweak and it helps things go better and helps things improve and helps you understand. And you don't get just staring at something forever trying to figure it out. And that's how I look at involvement in organizations. If you're not involved, then you're just learning from yourself and you're just doing it all on your own. While if you are involved, you're seeing other people's best practices. Yeah. You're, you have to go with an open attitude and, and it's not like my way is the best way all the time. You have to be, be willing to learn from others, look at what others can do and share. Share what you're doing and, and be willing to take a little constructive criticism. I was on a presentation Tuesday and I emailed uh, Aaron Carilla, who you all know, had on the show before. Good, good friend said, of ours. Hey, yeah. hey Aaron. <laughs> and I, I asked her, I said, you know, what do I need to do to improve? And she blasted me. She told me all the bad things that I was doing and that I really just needed to stop doing it. You know, that's not really true. She really, but she gave me a couple little ideas and, and I thought that's good. You know, because if you don't ask and if you don't do that, you can't get better. And as a group, we've had a lot of regulations come across in Florida. And Dale Calhoun, who's our executive director of uh, Florida Natural Gas Association, he has helped spearhead some efforts to really save all the all the municipals and the IOUs money, because these are ways that we're able to get legislation passed that makes things better for us. I'm not saying it makes things easier, but it makes things that are workable because sometimes things can get past that just don't make any sense. One of the things that we're doing this year that's been a big help is he's pushed some stuff through. We're gonna be able, excavation damage is our biggest issue we have in the gas industry right now, or one of the biggest issues we have. And we're going to have ways to put a little more um, oomph behind companies that don't do what they need to do correctly when it comes to calling locates and working around gas lines. Oomph. And I think that's going to help. Oomph? Is, are we going to see that term in the regulation? Oomph. Yeah. Well, I was trying to think of a better word. I didn't think ahead of time. Oomph. It's a good enough word. That's How fair. about that's a, fair. a little bit of a monetary hit mm-hmm. on the companies? And realistically, I don't want to, I don't want these companies to have any monetary hits because I want them to do it right because we right. want to work together. It makes it a lot easier for me to plan work when I don't have unexpected damage that takes, takes my guys away from what they need to do. That could have been avoided. Yes. Yeah. And somebody's going to get hurt one day. That. Yeah. Nobody wants anybody. Well, and, and Stephen, people are motivated by different things. And some people, it takes money. You got to hit them in their pocketbook, unfortunately. Like, you know, me growing up, I, uh, you know, I was that kid that just soon get a spanking because it was over and I'd go back, you know, doing what I was doing. But man, if you grounded me, whew, that was my worst nightmare. So, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Jim, how about you? <laughs> me? I never got into trouble because I'm like Eddie Haskell. Look at me, you're like, oh, I didn't do it, you know. And they'd be like, oh, well, Jim could never do it, you know. And I, <laughs> I've seen, I was a terrible. I'm going to tell you all my favorite, uh, I guess, paddling story was eighth grade science. Our football oh, coach taught it. Oh, yeah. And he walked out of the class for some reason. And we were all, everybody in the class was talking. 
we were all cutting up, you know, you're, eight, you know, what, 14, 13, 14 years old, teacher leaves, you're going to cut up. So he walked into class, said, okay, everybody that was talking to the front of the room. Well, we all went to the front of the room. I mean, what else are we going to do? He said, okay, by lineup, everybody's getting three licks. I went and sat back down. <laughs> everybody else got three licks. They looked at me and said, he's the only one smart enough to go sit back down. Yeah. Gave me an out. So, I mean, you know, I, I made it through school without getting one, but it wasn't because I didn't deserve one. Yeah. Amen. Jim, I normally wrap this thing, but I think I think uh, y'all both being Floridians, okay. I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna tee you up for this last question and let you uh, ask Stephen. The most hardest question of the day. Can we Absolutely. say that? Actually, yeah. in this case, it's th this it's one. He he's bleeding it. So Stephen, we, we just want to ask you, and I <laughs> we already know the answer, but do you love what you do? Oh, I definitely love what I do. <laughs> I never would have 25 years ago. You know, I, don't, I, I remember what my, what my wife said she's going to put this in for the natural gas. I said, what do I know about natural gas? And when I first started working here, the thing that confused me is people listen to me, you know, employees. And I'm like, I know nothing about this stuff. <laughs> but, you know, I realized it's, it's a great industry. I believe it is going to be around a long time. I believe it's it powers the you know it's available. It's out there. It is one of the best energy sources. It has allowed this country to become viable on its own, and I believe we can be a balanced energy approach with renewables and natural gas. And that is one of the things we need to be pushing as country i agree wow man Did that sum it up or what i'm, I'm on board i don't know yeah. what you're selling sir but i am buying <laughs> jimmy you want to bring us home oh absolutely it's steven uh, on behalf of james and i we can't thank you enough this has been an absolute pleasure the the passion the uh commitment uh, the conviction in your voice and what you do like I said, your reputation in the industry uh, is uh, outstanding. You know, people look to you for mentorship, for uh, leadership guidance. So we appreciate having you in the industry. We appreciate you being on here today. For all of our audience, please connect with Stephen. He's a wonderful person. As you can see, he has a passion for it. So if you have any questions about best practices, how things can be better, I know he would uh, love the opportunity to share that. Also, please follow uh, FINGA, Florida Natural Gas Association, Dale Calhoun and the staff and the team and all the people in Florida that make up that great organization. Please follow that. APGA, uh, APGA with Aaron Carilla. You know, we've had her on before, another great organization. Just keep connecting the dots, learn. There's so many great things out there. Um, anyways, again, Stephen, thank you so much. We appreciate having you on. Uh, it's been a pleasure, sir. To the audience, please stay safe out there. Do the right thing. God bless you. God bless our industry. Until the next time that we see you on Coffee with Jim and James, have a great and safe week. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen.